Welcome to the Job Search Podcast with your host, John Rivero, where we will be interviewing leading industry experts to help you get the job that you want. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Canadian Job Search Podcast. My name is John Ribeiro, your host. And today we've got a very special guest and a dear friend of mine, Muzaffer Metlou. Muzaffer is a career coach, an HR professional, and he's also got an affinity for painting and doing calligraphy. Well, Muzaffer, welcome to the show. Thank you, John. Thank you very much. And thank you for having me here. Yeah. And, you know, it's been great to reconnect with you, especially after all, like, especially with the pandemic. I know we haven't really seen or, you know, we're big for those that are listening. Muzaffer and I, we met through Toastmasters many, many years ago. And, and it's been amazing just to stay in touch over the years. But last year with the pandemic, we weren't able to see each other as much as we are right now. And I'm so glad to just have you here and to be a part of this and to share your insights on what it takes to really succeed in today's job market. So let me get started. So, you know, in terms of the turn, in terms of the current job market, what would you suggest is the best way for a job seeker to reach out to a recruiter? John, as you know, that a major uh, workforce, uh, not locally here in Ontario or in Canada, globally is uh, unemployed because of COVID-19 pandemic. And everybody is struggling to go back to work. And people are using different methodologies and strategies. And majority of them are confined to advertise jobs. And they are responding and spending uh, a lot of time in, in terms of preparing themselves and customizing their resumes and cover letter to respond to those uh, positions. Uh, however, uh, this is okay, but not very effective from the job seeker's point of view because this position in which they are responding, probably a few hundred people would also be responding to the same job. And coming back to your question that how to reach out to uh, different agencies and recruiters, uh, this is one of a good idea in terms of I would rather say it's a proactive approach uh, that you are approaching to uh, recruiters and introducing yourself. But when you buy a t-shirt, what do you do, John? You do shop around, right? You shop yeah. around and you see who is going to give you the best quality and the best price and, and, and is it a, a brand name or not? And exactly we should use the same strategy when we are reaching out to recruiters. Are they branded? Means that do they have a good name in the industry? Number two, when you shop around, how their services are, how responsible they are, how good they are doing it. Find out about them. What kind of industry you are catering in? What type of jobs you have? A lot of recruiters, they specialize. Some of them are information technology. Some of them are confined to manufacturing. Some of them are related to government and banks and financial institutions. So we should shop around. Uh, if I am in the manufacturing and I am a chemical engineer, and if I'm reaching out to Robert Half, it does not mean anything because they are specializing in banking and finance sector. So my one first tip is, Shop around. Nice. Look. Shop around. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. The second is the credibility in the market. 
since how long they are in the business. Because if you have seen that this industry has been grown up like mushrooms everywhere, every third person is a, is a recruiter. Uh, carrying a name of a recruiting company. So this is for you to find out and don't waste your time. That's very important for you. Mm-hmm. And the third thing is this, that confined to few limited recruiters, because this is also very important. If your resume is everywhere and handling by everybody, a lot of places when two recruiters submit your resume to employer against a position, you know what happened? They will not consider you because there are two different agencies are carrying your resume. They don't want to go into that fight and, and, and disagreement between the two recruiters. So mm-hmm. they, they, they disqualify you for that position and you lose uh, opportunity just because you uh, are giving your resumes to everybody. Third thing, right. and, very important, and very important, and that is to tell you, recruiter, please do not submit my resume without letting me know where you are submitting it. By doing that, you will keep a log of where your, submit, your resume has been already submitted. And if an, a recruiter is approaching to a similar employer where you are, your resume has been already submitted, you can ask them not to do that because your resume is already there. Nice. No, that's a great point. I would have never thought of it that way as you're shopping around for recruiters. But just for our listeners, what's the difference between a recruiter and an agency? Or is that the same thing? Because I know that keeps coming up from, you know, in terms of what I'm hearing. Is is that similar or is is that slightly different? (laughs) John, it's a very good question. A number of times people have asked and a lot of people have discussed that. There's a very thin line in between, of course. Some people call them recruiters and headhunters, but usually those companies are approaching to high-end positions where uh, people are not actually submitting their resumes. Rather, they are approaching them if they have an employer for high-end uh, engineers and, 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 and professionals in financial industry and all of those. Uh, agencies are basically the one where mostly, I would say that mostly uh, positions where people are approaching them, register with them, and then those companies are working for them. So they are, uh, those are the ones who are doing that. Even though uh, it's, it's very difficult to say that, but uh, mostly companies are, are, are using the saying that they are agencies just to make it easy for everyone uh, and, and not much a difference in terms of, I would say there's no legal difference between the two. It can be used vice versa. All right. No, and that's good to know because I, it's, like I said, it's one of those things that we hear. Uh, so for a lot of newcomers, so for people that are outside of the country, is the recommendation to work with a recruiter that can, I guess, pitch you or sell you to these organizations? Would that, would that? Because I know a lot of people listening to this call today are are, are newcomers to the country. What would be your recommendation there? John, it's, you're right. And especially in Canada, where uh, we are very flexible in terms of immigration and we are attracting a lot of people around the world. And people also like to come to Canada because of its uh, growing economy. And, uh, and, and uh, I would say that um, 
the living standards are are very high so people love to come to canada now before they come to canada few things that i would strongly recommend is this again research and now uh, because of the tools that you have you can have some uh, professionals on linkedin that you can build network ask specific questions about your industry ask specific questions about the type of recruiters or the name of the recruiting agencies or companies who are there in their particular industry so these kind of research will help them to choose before they come and then before they come they can approach to the agency telling them where what is their status like how long it's going to take for them what mm-hmm. is their plan uh, so if they are coming for example end of the year and it's only first quarter then it's not a great idea the recruiter will not take you seriously so when you have at least uh, three months left before you come then you can give them a green signal well i am planning to come in 3 months but if there is a, you can uh, have an interview arranged and everything i can be available through zoom or even if if something is very hot i can myself commute to and and, and travel to canada yeah no so, that's a good point yeah no and and absolutely that's a great point around just being prepared and letting the recruiters know when you're going to be arriving and then gives them the opportunity to make sure that they can actually place you into the right organizations that are open to um you know delay I'm not going to say delay the start time of the hiring but actually and so this is a question so have is there have you noticed a difference in how organizations are hiring today is it taking the same amount of time it was taking pre-covid or is it taking a little bit longer to get through the entire recruitment cycle uh my experience you know while working with with one of the service providers in ontario uh it's taking a little longer mm-hmm. uh, and and the reason is not because of uh, the infrastructure that people were no longer meeting face to face and they are on zoom and skype um is is not because of that it is because of uh, people were not sure of the future of their businesses and all of that but as now people are realizing a lot of things so things are getting smoother but one thing it is is no longer the time is a constraint uh, and in a longer time is no longer there because people now understand how the flow of information within the organization will go uh, virtually the important thing is your ability to appear on zoom mm. because uh, i i have a very bad experience one of my client i was talking to and 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 we 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 submitted the client to an employer an employer gave me a feedback and it was very i mean very disturbing to me when when he mentioned that he was hiring um uh, a middle management marketing and advertising um professional and he mentioned that while on the zoom um he was shocked by looking at the background of the home i said what happened he said oh my <laughs> god it was completely like a like like a war was going on in the house and everything <laughs> and that reflect the quality of the individual how professional the person is how organized the person is if i am writing in my resume i'm very organized and detail oriented and you come to my house and when everything is on the bed everything is hanging on the on the chair and everything 
and then you are showing it to the world so you, you can imagine so you have to be careful how you are using zoom yeah it's not I only that <laughs> that we should look good in terms of our face where we are sitting the surrounding either you can have a virtual background that's one thing fine you can choose mm-hmm. that or if it not then at least sit behind a wall where a plain wall sometimes people don't realize kind of a books in the bookshelf or the posters on the wall or the paintings on the which is it could be a possibility that it may offend your interviewer mm. so do not give them a chance to judge you however you should not be judged based on that but it's people are people you really cannot challenge so the biasness can come if you're giving them an opportunity to judge you based on your surroundings so if you are sitting in front of a plain wall or uh, in front of a curtains or something where people will not be able to judge you i think that is very careful and important <laughs> from the, the the zoom point of view yeah and you know it, it's something i definitely try to be cautious of as i'm recording and and you know cuz i do a lot of these you know i do a lot of zoom calls i do a lot of video calls um and i know for the majority of applications that are out there so things like zoom like teams you have the ability and the functionality to change your background so that's great right. but i know there's other tools where you cannot right i was on a call even this just past weekend i think it was yardstream or something or streamyard or something i think that's what it was called and it didn't give me the ability to change my background so right. i know for me personally i just bought a little pop up uh 5 by 7 uh just black background just nice clean simple fantastic uh, yeah it costs i don't know just a few dollars but you know i can be on a call i can feel comfortable that i'm not going to be judged cuz my background is a disaster <laughs> right? right but yeah no it's one of those things i would have never thought about in terms of how you're presenting i know we we were talking about you know presenting on video and how you should look and of, of course i i think if you're going to be doing interviews for sure if you if you're clean shaven then be clean shaven if you have a beard which is i think it's the new thing now right with covid yes. people are growing out their beards and everything that's just true make, that's true <laughs> just make sure you <laughs> make sure your beard is kept right like make sure yeah. it's clean it's you know um yeah. if it's scraggly and it looks like you know you haven't showered or you know cleaned up your beard in months then you know it's going to reflect and and it's not going to be a reflection on you as a person but you know there are things that happen in terms of people's biases and right. if that's not how you would show up in person don't show up like that in video right I so agree. 100% I give you yeah so no great points so i know we were just before the call we were talking about what's different in today's labor market so i'd love to hear your perspective on what do you feel is really different you know given where we are today i'm not going to say post pandemic we're still in the midst of this pandemic but you know what is different about today's labor market uh john uh, john i'm going to take you um a, a little say 10 years before the pandemic uh where companies had a different philosophy they were their main focus was to retain employees and high turnover means that the company's policies are not fine and good they were giving examples of japanese art of management where people spend their entire life but things started changing and 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 you know today 
that mm-hmm. it's a rapidly changing business world where everything is undergoing through a massive transformation. Modern technology has eliminated the geographical distances between the consumers and their enterprises. In fact, they are more closer than ever considered. So this is one of the basic things that we have to keep in mind. It is a massive change and, and rapidly change. And because of that, it affects the labor market. The trends affecting the labor market, number one is globalization, Mm -hmm. technology, outsourcing, demographic structures, and now the pandemic, COVID-19. If you see all of those trends, they are interrelated to each other and COVID is the answer of those. When I say globalization, because of the technology, we were all connected globally. There are so many apps, you don't have to pay for that and you're connected globally. Outsourcing, companies started outsourcing three, four years ago, you might have heard about some banks and some big organizations outsourcing their work to different other countries in Asia and and, and, in other places. And demographic structure is one of the things where more and more countries are facing the challenges of um, older workers because those workers uh, are now, especially in Japan, uh, because of the uh, life expectancy has been increased uh, and a lot of liabilities for the companies and, and, and the countries. So this is also another trend affecting on, on the businesses. And COVID-19 is the answer of all of that. Mm. So it, it definitely affected the, the business world. Now, Because of this change, more and more companies are realizing that their survival is only possible if their overheads and expenses are lean, minimum. And in order to do that, many companies who never even thought of it to work virtually realize that we can operate virtually and we can reduce a big chunk of our operational cost. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the things that companies are now um, experiencing virtually and their results are the same as it before. So why not let continue to have this practice or at least it is not 100%, a big portion of the people should be away from operations so that they can have number one, the space, which they pay a very high amount of money, especially for the service sector. Yes, manufacturing is different because of their mm-hmm. their uh, equipment and machines. But for service sector, and you know that in Canada, uh, we are almost 60 to 70% are service-oriented businesses. Mm-hmm. So, so we, we need places like uh, offices and all of that. So companies are realizing that if we can save some money on that, we can be more uh, functional and also profitable in terms of that. And we can survive. 
another trend if you have noticed that people are now doing online shopping and they're very comfortable and quite happy instead of well you know parking their car and then going away and then and you know shop around and spending their hours and hours they have a liberty and and and, and um uh, access to the internet and and yeah. they're doing online shopping and it because of that a lot of retailers will no longer be in the business because those brands will be taken over by warehouses Amazon is doing a great job in terms of that. Alibaba and um, you know, so they would be used. You are you must expect some more are coming in in near future, mm -hmm. realizing the fact that it is not a great idea to spend fortune in terms of their outlets in the city and and in paying a high amount of money in the malls, so rather have a warehouse and and promote the business online. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So there's definitely a, a shift. And, and I know this shift has been slowly happening over the last 20 years, right? Exactly. It's moving it from a bricks and mortar to a online presence only. And I, I, I think COVID, if anything, emphasized, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. So, so what does that mean? So for people who are you know, so somebody's thinking, is there going to be any jobs for me to do, right? Like, what am I going to do if, if everything's moving online? Or how do I, how do I get a job in the future? Muzaffar, tell me, uh, you know, you got this crystal ball, you're kind of seeing things happen. Right. What do I do? What do, what do I need to do to stay relevant in today's market? I always talk to when I talk to my client, I always emphasize the fact of continuous learning. Mm. Always emphasize to my client. And as I just earlier mentioned that in this rapidly changing business world, to stand is still is to left behind. If you are not updating yourself with the technology and with the challenges of the of the labor market, you left behind. And this is what it is happening now. So companies who used to spend um, five to ten percent of their payroll towards their employees' uh, professional development are no longer willing to pay that or to spend that money towards that because it is one of the overheads. And they expect because the people are available, there is a huge supply of professionals who have technology and they are up to date. So why employer would not hire those professionals and why they spend 10% or 15% of their uh, from their profits. So because of that, availability of the resources and professionals, companies are hiring and bringing in those people. So for the message for people is to believe in continuous improvement and self-development. You don't need to go back to school for that. There are tons of free websites where you can have all the information, EDX or Coursera and many other uh, websites. Uh, you can have a professional magazines. You can go on YouTube and you can learn a lot of different things, but keep adding value to yourself. If you are a multitasker, you could be one of the people who are who require to run the core business of the company mm -hmm. so so you should have a multiple different um, skills 
not necessarily that I should know about computer troubleshooting and configuration and many other aspects of computer if I'm only in, in information technology. No, even I'm, I'm in finance and accounts or in administration or in customer service. If I have these skills, I am, I am more desirable uh, or more uh, useful employee of the organization and they would like to keep me and they would like to continue to use my services until I am useful. Yeah, so, no, abs absolutely. Sorry, go ahead. So, so my, my, my message to everyone is get ready. Get ready and, and, and try to be on top of your skills. It is not important that if uh, people have excuse, oh, I went to university in 1990, 1980. No, fine. Or I, I finished my studies two years ago. It does not mean anything. What it does it mean? What you're going to offer to employer? I may have a lot of credentials, a lot of degrees and certificates and diplomas and everything. Does the employer need that? If not, they are not going to pay me a penny. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. So, so we, we need to customize our skills towards what employers is looking for, what employer can use it in their operation. Only then we are somebody who can be useful for employer. Yeah, no, great point. And, and, and I think especially today, you've got to be very, your skills need to be cross-functional between different roles and different things that you do, right? Yes, and you're if, right. You know, uh, and, and you and I, you know, we, we know each other through Toastmasters, which is one of the platforms where you can continue to grow, right? It's, it's a place exactly. for you to grow as a communicator, as a leader, uh, helps you with your organization skills. And, and I see it, right? So other Toastmasters that are doing incredibly well, it, it's because of, you know, having that continuous improvement that 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 platform where you can continue to grow. So yeah, no, great point. And I love it. I, I did want to ask one more question before we start to wrap up. Um, how important is social media to the job search today? Good question, John. And I think... Uh this is now the backbone of the job search, mm. social media. Um, as I earlier mentioned, not more than 20% jobs are advertised. 80% or more jobs are, they never advertised. And how you can approach them is definitely through networking and through different other means. And social media is one of the best uh, tool for your networking and to connect it with people and, and, and getting different information. So using social media every day or, or spend some time on it for your job search uh, is uh, uh, very productive from mm -hmm. your job search point of view. And, and, and also very important one thing, John, I would like to add that um, a lot of people, when they lose a job, they are very shy to share this information with their friends and families and the social and the circle, and they never uh, want to share it. Uh, however, I, as a professional, I emphasize the fact that we should let everybody know. Even your barber should know that you are unemployed. He, because you never know that barber can connect you to a, a potential employer or your doctor should know that you are also unemployed. Uh, your neighbor should know that you are unemployed. So why not your family and friends? Mm -hmm. 
because more people know about it you never know who could be your networking uh, connection between the employer and and you and that person can hook you up to the to the potential employer so mm-hmm. social media yes it is the backbone and more easily used and more frequently used very productively and very specifically towards your job search and linkedin is one of the best tool i would say that uh, to know more professionals in your field get connected keep uh, getting their uh, suggestions and advices uh, but one thing on social media that as soon as you connect with somebody never ask them to please help me find a job <laughs> <laughs> because that is something that that person will never respond to you and actually so it is just like on the street when you are going through you just say excuse me uh, can you help me finding employment and then that person will look at you and will run away like oh, what's wrong yeah so, so so there are some some ethics and some values on social media also um, a lot of time uh, when people look at my title uh, i don't even know and they are just saying that i'm so and so can you help me find employment and i said wow uh- <laughs> yeah yeah no it, it's a great point and so yeah no definitely there's some ethics and i think even you know how you mentioned and I, and i like that you said you know and I think there's a stigma around, you know, losing your job, right? And, right, right. you know, people might think that uh, I lost my job because I'm not good anymore or I, I don't really have value anymore. But I think it's a moment to, you know, a couple of different things to pivot, you know, maybe look at, you know, what you've been doing and maybe it's time to change and do something else. But if you really loved what you were doing, take right. that and say, you know what, I'm here to offer value to organizations. Yes, you know, the organization needed to downsize and restructure. So I think you need to stay in a positive mindset as you go out there and you tell people, hey, you know what? My company downsized. I'm no longer with them. So I'm looking for a new opportunity. And that's right. it, right? That's it. So, yeah. so and if you do that, and if you've built enough rapport and enough trust with everybody around you, people will start searching for you. And it's amazing, you know, and, and you're the first person to mention that if you have lost your job, you're in the process of looking for work, let people know. And then by yeah. letting people know, things start to show up for you. So right. great point. <laughs> so <laughs> Thank <bizarre>. you. <laughs> yeah, great point. I love that. It was, it's a different and a unique perspective. And it's the first time out of all the guests that I've spoken to, you're the first one to mention it. So good stuff. Um, so uh, just uh, as we wrap up, if people wanted to get a hold of you, Muzaffer, what would be the best way for them to do that? Um, best way, as I just mentioned, LinkedIn is the best source. I am on LinkedIn. Um, it's uh, MH Matlub, and then you can always find me there. Um, one thing that before um, I wrap up, John, I like to mention something I was reading somewhere. There are three different sectors who are booming now after COVID, and, and they are growing. And uh, number one is life sciences. Um, anything in life sciences, if you are planning to change a career or if you are thinking of um, switching your career or something like that uh, or going back to school, uh, life sciences. Uh, second thing is information and communication technology. A uh, lot of scope for that. And, and, and it's a global requirement. It's not only in Canada, but it's, it's, it's growing rapidly. And, and there's a huge demand for that. Uh, because, uh, you know, the world is depending on, on, on this. And the third one is advanced manufacturing. Um, you know, so these are the three sectors which are growing and, and, and 
people can find better employment in those three sectors and if they uh, if they are already ready or they can add some value to their credentials and everything so they can consider these three sectors all right no good point and i love that now, you know i i didn't realize that those were the three big areas i know there with covid there's been um, there's been a growth. There's been growth in several different areas. I know there's been shrinkage in other areas, but there's right. definitely been growth in some other areas. So it's great. So life sciences, information and communication technology and advanced manufacturing. So right, right. that's awesome. Thank you. Well, Ms. Zafir, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for sharing your insight. I have, I don't know about the listeners, but I've got like three pages of notes already. So I know they're going to take away several notes as well. And just, you know, your insights and your experience is really going to help them succeed as they go through their job search to, to really stand out and be different and to stand up above the crowd. So thank you again for being on the podcast. Thank you very much, John, for having me here. And it's, it's, it's always a pleasure talking to you and sharing views and everything. And um, um, in our next meeting, I would be definitely happy to see you again. It's been a long time to, <laughs> uh, to talk to you. And, then, you know, so, yeah, it's, thank you very much. Yeah, and, I know uh, I, I'm definitely looking forward to our next encounter as well. It'll probably be at a Toastmaster meeting or something, but right, 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 right. right. <laughs> as soon as the borders or as soon as things start to open up, we'll have to get together for something for sure. By all means, definitely. All right. Thank you. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening in to this episode of the Canadian Job Search Podcast. Wishing you all a great one. Talk to you all soon. Take care. Bye.